What's going on, everybody? It's Kyle Bennett from Underground Sports Philadelphia. Outside the Box has become such a huge success, we're giving it its own podcast feed. You guys have come out in droves and made this thing such a huge project for us. It's unbelievable. So, Outside the Box is moving to its own individual podcast feed starting in October. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at OTBLaxPod to know when that pod feed goes live so you can subscribe there. You don't miss a single beat of what Herm and I are bringing. You don't miss any guests. And uh, you can always drop those five-star ratings and reviews to uh, pump the pod feed up and uh, make it an even bigger success as we head into year two of lacrosse coverage right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. So yes, the month of October, outside the box, its own podcast feed. Get hype. We'll see you guys soon. Let's get into the episode. Hello, this is Dan Russo, head football coach of Island High School. You're listening to The Dan Russo Show on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Just a kid from the neighborhood, we're our kids from the neighborhood. Take me back to 9 to 6, I fall asleep with the radio on. Turn my pillow to the fresh side, I fall asleep all oh, sleepy eye. I don't dream big, just the right size. Modesty comes from mom's side. You ever heard of a soft touch? You ever heard of a finger roll? Little sun, little raindrop. Angel, watch this thing grow. Follow me like a firefly. At midnight and mid-July. Mixing blood, and sweat, and tears of joy. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless. Gentlemen, we are back. It is another edition of the Dan Russo Show right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett, and as always, joined by head coach of Island High School Football, Dan Russo. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How about yourself? Not too bad. Um, you know, a tough loss this weekend, uh, you know, with the homecoming game against St. Joe's, but a, a very valiant effort from your guys on Saturday afternoon. Uh, just take me through that game and what you saw from everybody and you know what kind of uh, impressed you in that 19-11 to loss to St. Joe's. Yeah, like you said, the kids, um, they battled the entire time. They didn't quit. They kept, you know, fighting the whole game. And, um, you know, two, three plays that, you know, really hurt us. If uh, we didn't have some breakdowns on those plays, you know, we're right there with them. But, uh, you know, I came in here in year two and they beat us. 42-0 and probably could have beaten us worse and to come back you know years later and to be able to compete with a team like that that has um you know some some really good talent from all over you know south maybe even central jersey i'm not even sure where those kids are from and for you know vineland kids to step up and uh, compete you know against a school like that in my opinion it's pretty impressive you know we've played uh you know our four losses uh, those four teams are ranked in the top 20 in South Jersey and three of the four are ranked in the top 15 in the entire state so you know we're trying to do our best to be one of those teams we're not there yet but we're working hard and uh, 
you know, the kids, you know, they're giving us all they have, and that's all you can ask for as a coach, that your uh, players are, uh, you know, giving you that effort on every uh, play, and that's what our kids did. And like I said, they fought to the end. You know, it's 3-3 at halftime, and one thing that stood out to me was just the absolute physicality and flat-out savagery that the defense was playing with. They were in it on every single play, keeping you guys in it. Um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, what you saw from the defense and what they were able to execute to the fullest extent, especially in that first half, to, you know, keep it at a 3-3 score and uh, keep you guys going heading into the second half as well. Yeah, you know, like I mentioned last week, we had some guys come back. Our center, you know, one of our defensive linemen, um, Ryan Williams, is back as well. And, uh, you know, it made a difference when you have your, you know, your starters in there and you have more depth at that position. And uh, after the, you know, the Timber Creek game, after uh, seeing what went on in that game as far as, you know, the defense went, we decided to make you know, change, and we're primarily going out of our, you know, our 3-3 defense, which we like, and um, that's more us. I mean, our kids, uh, we've got a lot of speed on defense. In the last two weeks, we've done much better. You know, we beat Trenton, which was a tough game, and, you know, like like you saw on uh, Saturday, held, you know, St. Joe's to 19 and held them to three at half, and then, you know, some things got away from us, but the defense, like you said, is uh, playing awesome. It, um that scheme more suits our skill set and uh you know it's a long season we've got a lot of football left and our kids are you know gonna stay focused and uh finish this season out right now you brought up ryan williams he looked like an absolute game changer in there on defense obviously saint joe throwing jada byers out there but ryan was in there almost on every single play you heard mr DeShields calling his name on almost every single play uh you talk about how big it was to have him back but what do you think he brings in terms of just his presence being out on the field to elevate the play of everybody else around him on defense? Well, yeah, he's an edge player. He's able to uh, put some pressure off the off the edge, and uh, you know, guys like that are hard to come by. And um, fortunately for us, he's 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 playing, you know, defense in our three man front there, and he's doing a real nice job playing end. And uh, you know, he's only a junior; he's going to get better. He uh he's feeling a lot better now. Um he's healed up and uh you know, he makes a difference like you said. He's bringing that pressure off the edge, making the offense uncomfortable and he did a great job. Cuz it seemed like with him out there, just the the confidence level in the defense was that much higher than it has been. Um you know, everybody was stepping up on defense. They weren't allowing, you know, St. Joe to get into the end zone on multiple occasions where they were inside the five yard line, there were multiple stops that, you know, you guys were able to force that fourth down turnover and get the ball back. Um, you know, what kind of went into the game plan this week to really solidify, you know, that nastiness and that tenacity that you guys showed on defense? Yeah. Just making sure kids are practice that they're, uh, you know, getting all the reps they need to be successful. They're being responsible. They're watching the film and, uh, you know, it helped also after Timber Creek that we um, we removed some offensive linemen off of defense, um, specifically um, Bennett and Anderson, so they could focus more on the offensive line. That has helped us um, keeping the defense fresh. And I think, you know, you're witnessing that. The, the, most of the defensive guys are just one-way players. The, the linemen are all one-way players. 
Uh, when we need some guys from the O-line to play D-line, we like sprinkle them in, but f- primarily they're offensive linemen now, which has helped. And, um, you know, offensive line is a work in progress. They're getting better every game. We have some guys that are new to the position. Um, but they're getting better every week. And, uh, like I said, it's a long season. You know, we're hoping to uh, right the ship this Friday and, uh, you know, earn a playoff berth. The playoffs are a totally different season, so we'll talk about that maybe after the Washington Township game. I don't want to comment on that at this time, but that's our goal. And uh, right now our goal is to beat Rancocas Valley, and uh, we'll see what happens. Another week under center for Tyreen Powell. What did you see from him in this game? Uh, just improvement-wise as he, you know, continues to uh, be the quarterback for for this team. Yeah, he's doing a great job. You know, all week we, you know, got him the reps he needed and, you know, we're trying to get him to release the ball fast, which he is. But unfortunately on two of those, the one interception and then the one where uh, their their outside backer came in and blitzed, um, it was two missed assignments by two of our offensive players and they were catastrophic um, mistakes that um, hurt us. I mean... On the one, you know, they tip the ball and then they intercept it, you know, in on our side of the field, you know, and um, the other one was on our side of the field as well, and they're just catastrophic. You just can't have those uh, breakdowns. And um, like I said, we were three or four plays away from really making that a little more exciting, um, but we're going to do our best to correct those mistakes. Now, one player that has played on both sides of the ball for you guys all year long and has just been an absolute you know, game changer in my opinion and been an absolute uh, force to be reckoned with is Jonathan Tony. Mm. He just continues to impress week in and week out. What have you seen from, from Tony this year that is just, you know, he's taken his game to another level from when I watched him last year to, you know, game one of this year to now. It's even, you know, night and day from what he's been able to just continue to improve on week by week. He just checks all the boxes, as I tell some of these uh, scouts coming for our guys. Like, not only is he a great football player, but he's like a great kid and never back talks. Um, just will say yes, coach. You know, he'll do whatever you say. You know, great body language at all times. Never, I've never seen him negative. I've never Completely heard a neg- negative comment out of his mouth. Um, does great in the classroom. You know, and he gets better every year. He um, he was highly sought after out of the Blitz program by a lot of high schools, and you can see why. He's an excellent slot receiver, hybrid, you know, running back there too, like our A-back, and also at corner he's doing a great job. I mean, he worked extremely hard in the offseason. He looks great. He's strong. Um, he's got more muscle mass on him than he's had in the past, and uh, he's very elusive. Uh, finds the openings, has great hands, um, great hips, as you can see. It's hard to tackle him. He's got great speed. He's got a great sense of the sport, and he understands things, and he's able to process things, and he, you know, he never makes mistakes. There might be times when someone might get a catch over him here or there or whatever or whatnot, but he just doesn't make mistakes. He's uh, he's a great player. He checks all the boxes. Um uh, one of my favorites. He seems to be one of those silent leaders, too, where he just kind of leads by example, doesn't really have to be, you know, that vocal leader. He kind of just puts on as a leader by his play in practice, on the field, and like you said, with his body language, too. 
He's always upbeat. He's always doing as much as he possibly can to help this team. Uh, you know, what do you view, you know, from his leadership aspects during practice and, you know, during game scenarios from Jonathan Tony? Yeah, when he's not in tr- trying to, like, improve himself, he's trying to improve the players around him. He, he helps them out with the plays. Sometimes if a kid doesn't know what to do, he'll, you know, he's an extension of the coaching staff. He's extremely smart. He understands football. Um, he processes things. And, uh, you know, like you say, he leads by example. Also, you know, at times he's vocal as well. But, like I said, a kids he's a great kid and, you know, real special. There's a million words you could say about him, I think, because, yeah. you know, he just, like you said, he checks all the boxes, um, you know, and what, what's practice, like the vibe's been this week as you guys get ready for Rancocas Valley, obviously coming off a tough loss, but, you know, have spirits been high? Have you guys kind of just used this as a way to continue to motivate and, you know, get back on the winning path after, even though a tough loss, uh, you know, a, like you said, after the game to the guys in the huddle, you know, they fought to the very last second. Uh, what has practice been like this week? How are uh, how are the guys taking you know this loss and using it to kind of motivate themselves for this next game? Yeah, we had a good practice yesterday. We gave a Monday off, Columbus Day. Um, JV played, and um, I was fortunate enough to be able to go to that game. And um, Coach Volpe and Coach Guzman were there. I was actually um, up in the bleachers. I was recording and. Had the headset on. There we go. Multitasker here. So I was loving life, watching those kids flying around. Ended up winning 30-0 to zero at St. Joe's. Big time. So the pipeline is full, and the kids were electric. I mean, they were flying all over the place. Coach Volpe did a great job calling the offense, and Coach Guzman did an excellent job as well with the defense. And um, it was a great day for Vineland football. I mean, I was, you know, so impressed with them. We had a um, a quarterback, JV quarterback, could make it. Uh, he had something come up that he'd take care of. So we pulled up a freshman, um, R.J. Watson. and um, It's a hell of a football name. Yeah, and <laughs> he played a hell of a game. He had three touchdowns. First go. playoff of the offensive drive, he ran about 80 yards. And I'll tell you what, I was real impressed. He was electric, and um, his skill set suits our offense very well. So he's an up-and-comer, and we had a lot of kids, young kids. We had maybe five or six freshmen that we invited that game that did a great job. Um, but it was it was exciting to watch, and um, I enjoyed myself there. And um, I wanted them to know that, you know, we support them as well. I can't always get to their games because we have things going on with the varsity and, you know, feel bad but I'm gonna do my best to get to as many of those those games as I can but you know I think the um the JV is now like three and two freshman might be two one and one and um you know the pipeline's full with great kids and great football players and you know um motivates you as a coach to keep working as hard as you can to develop them into something special um as far as uh, getting up to the varsity level. And um, I think we have a lot of special kids in our program, and um, it's very exciting to watch. Do you think that Saturday afternoon loss kind of motivated these JV guys, you know, knowing that the varsity team was that close to a win? It was like, all right, let's go out and do our part and, you know, put on a show. It looked like it because I'll tell you what, they played phenomenal. I mean – 
in every part of the game, offense, defense, special teams, everything was phenomenal, and uh, I enjoyed it. Um, they looked great. Um, I was happy. You know, it's hard on a Monday for some of them. Their parents are working or their guardians, and it's hard to get rides and everything. Everybody was there. Everybody showed up. Everybody made the bus trip over to um, to, to Hamilton, and uh, they did an excellent job. But, you know, we used to be that program when we first got in that it were, you know, maybe some freshmen and sophomores would get some burn on varsity, but that's it's not really the case. You know, now we got mostly uh, seniors and juniors playing varsity, and we have a couple sophomores, you know, one on offense, one on defense, but and then some sprinkling on special teams. But, you know, our kids hit the weights hard in the offseason now, and um, strength and conditioning is a big part of the sport. And, uh, you know, it's hard for a freshman, even a sophomore, to – you know, start varsity because they're a little behind with the strength and conditioning. But some of our kids are ready to go. But um, you know, the youth movement and the numbers we have, and uh, the freshman and JV programs are doing a great job, and so are their coaches. So we're gonna keep building on that. Now, as uh, we look ahead to Rancocas Valley, last week and the the past couple weeks, uh, everybody's been relatively healthy. How's the injury front? And uh, after looking at film, what are some things that kind of stood out to you guys? in terms of uh, making adjustments going into this game uh, to be able to, uh, you know, scheme and, and plan against Rancocas Valley to give you guys the best chance to win? Um, as far as health-wise, everybody's healthy. Everybody will be ready to go. Um, you know, it's helping that a lot of guys are going one way. You know, right, th- right off the gate, it um, decreases – 50% of injury because you're not playing as many reps. You know what I mean? So if you're only Definitely. playing one side of the ball, he keeps these guys fresh and healthy, and that's what we want to do. Um, as far as adjustments, we've got a few more things, you know, we're looking at. Um, for the most part, I think the adjustments have been made as far as personnel goes. Um, played really good 90% of the game Saturday. We need the other 10%. For sure. I mean, it's just that that'll hurt you. I mean, when you play a team like that, they're going to play it. You know, they're not going to make mistakes. They're going to get 100 percent mistake free. Just about that team's a good team. We played about 90 percent mistake free football, and uh, the 10 percent that we didn't, the the bad snap, the missed blocks, the missed tackles, the bad angles, breakdowns on 10 percent of those plays where they were able to score or get the ball back um, really hurt us so we got to work on uh, as a program all of us together just eliminating you know these mental mistakes at crucial times in the game you know you're going to half your 3-3 things are you know working you know like you said defense is playing extremely well offense was struggling a bit but um you're right there in the game, and then you have some of these catastrophic uh, m- mental mistakes, and we just got to eliminate that. How big is it that, you know, at this point in the season, looking back at last year where I think there were a lot more guys who were long-term injuries at this point, how big is it knowing that, you know, this team is relatively healthy and everybody's going to be all set to go at this point of the season? Yeah, I mean, like I discussed, it's, you know, a long season, and – I feel like we do a really good job managing our players to keep them fresh. You know, when you feel 100% and you're fresh and energetic, you know, you go in there and you can make plays and 
maybe not have as many injuries, but when you're playing and you're tired and you're, you know, you're feeling sluggish, that could put you in a position to possibly get injured. So I like that our kids are usually, you know, well-rested and ready to go and play hard-nosed football. And, you know, the best thing for me is to see some kids over on the bench with their helmets off getting a drink of water. You know, that's especially linemen. Those big guys, you know, they need a breather. So I'm hoping that helps us, you know, in the second part of our season. Definitely. And, uh, you know, breaking down some of this film from Rancocas Valley, what are some things you've seen that uh, your Vineland squad, you know, could thrive against, whether offensively or defensively or both? Um, what are some things that you think you guys might be able to find some success going into Friday night? Well, the first thing I'd like to comment on is they're 0-5. They're not an 0-5 football team. They're, they're very good. They were seven down 7-0 to St. Augustine Prep um, last Friday night, which all of us know is you know a tough team as well. Um, but they were in there, you know, battling the week before. I think. They possibly had Cherokee, and they lose a close one, 14-10. I was, you know, was able to see some of that game live, um, and they're right there with Cherokee. So they're knocking on the door, and there's nothing scarier than a good team that has a record like that that has can take as many risks as they want. they got nothing to lose, so it's a scary thing, you know, and they're coming to Gatown. They're going to be hungry for a win. They're a good program. They have a really good coach. They've had a lot of success in that program. They're not used. They're not accustomed to being 0-5, and they're going to fight, and they're going to give us everything they have, and it's going to be a battle. I'm, I've told the kids all week, you know, don't just throw that record out the door because this is a really good football team. They have some really good players. They're, they're coached up. They've got great numbers. They'll probably roll here with 60 or 70 kids, be my guess, three busloads, and um, we got to be ready to play. You know, Getting that that preparation, that mental preparation for your guys, knowing that this team coming in is zero and five, but like you said, have a damn good roster, and you know they have some skill that they're bringing in, and nothing to lose. Like you said, that record's there, but they're knocking on the door and hungry for that win. How much more motivation uh, is it for this coaching staff and for the players to really knock in this mental game, knowing that? Uh, even though this team doesn't have a win yet, they could, you know, stumble upon it at any point, and it could be this week if you're not on your P's and Q's. Just to keep it, like, matter of fact, what we're playing for, too, is, like, we're six games in. We have a minimum of five games left. We're two and four. Um, We've got two weeks left before our bye week. Um, One game, one win out of the next two most likely gets us in the playoffs. Two wins out of the next two games possibly gets us a home playoff game. We've made the playoffs three years in a row. We want to be in the playoffs. Um, I feel like we're a playoff caliber football program year to year. We're always competing right there you know, with some of these group five schools. So we have a lot to play for, um, you know, playoff berth and then hopefully a home playoff berth and um, postseason play. And that's, you know, what we're looking to do. If we go out there and make mental mistakes and don't get the job done, and you know we don't, we're not able to win these games, then we'll be looking at some consolation games, and that's not what we want to do. So we want to send these seniors out the right way, you know, make a run in the playoffs. You know, obviously, we have the big one on Thanksgiving, and uh, even though we have the two and four record, I feel like 
our kids have gotten better and are going to continue to get better and improve, and we're going to win some games here. How big is it to look at this schedule as kind of just going 1-0 that week, not looking ahead, knowing what's at stake, like you said, with the home playoff berth if you win two games, but knowing that you have to just go 1-0 this week? Yeah, the immediate goal, like we discussed, and we discussed with the kids, is to go week to week, stay in the moment, and, you know, um, go 1-0. But the long-term goal is what I just mentioned, you know, and it's healthy to discuss it. But you got to go out there and perform, and I just want to spell it out for them so they understand 100% what is at stake. So I'm not talking about it after the fact. So, yeah, we always stay in the moment, and we always have our short-term goals, which is right now beating Rancocas Valley, and then we have our long-term goals. So we're going to continue to do our best to meet those goals. Now, I know it's midweek as we record this, but uh, we always try to tease the uni watch. What what are the vibes about uh what Vineland uniforms we'll be seeing on Friday night. Well, we got an exciting night planned. Um, pre-game, we're going to honor the Vineland Midget Football League. Uh, we have the cheerleaders and the you know, the football players and their coaches getting honored, which will be really cool. And at halftime, we're going to honor a friend of mine, uh, Don Adams. Uh, we have that. It's the Don Adams Remembrance Game. You know, remember, you know, Don, what happened to him on 9-11, so we're going to honor him and you know, his his mom will be there and hopefully some additional family members as well. It's also senior night, so um, we'll have an extended halftime for our seniors. Our 14 seniors will be getting honored and uh, walking out, you know, with their parents or guardians and some family members, things like that. And for the uniforms, we'll do something neat this week that the seniors wanted. Um, we're going to go with our black jerseys with gray pant with silver pants. Okay. In honor of my man, John Gruden, too. I like I it. I love Coach Gruden. Coach Gruden, After friend he, of the program. He treated the program to lunch one day and made a nice donation. And, uh, you know, I like, you know, John Gruden. I think he's a great coach, and I'm following the Oakland Raiders, and I love what he's doing there. They're 3-2 and two now, and they're getting better. He's going to get that thing turned around. And, you know, he's a great he's a great person, and um, – you know, the black with the silver looks good in our uniforms. I think people will be excited. We haven't done it in a couple of years because just the way things worked out, we're, we're doing some Got other the things. the nameplates on the back of the yep. jerseys and so, everything. So. We'll suit up hopefully about 50 kids, and um, some kids have been invited. We were with, at 40, but we might have close to 50 now. Um, and it uh, should be a good night, man. It's good weather coming in, I see. It should be good for us. It's always fun to have the new uniform combo. So Yeah. Uh, we always love teasing that on the show, and we always wrap things up with the alumni roundup. And uh, big news is that uh, the LA Rams, outside of the the big trades they've been making, acquiring acquiring Jalen Ramsey to be Jamil Demby's new teammate, looks like Jamil Demby has a chance to uh, become a long term starter for this team after Noteboom goes down with a season ending injury. Uh, how exciting is that? Obviously, you never want to see anybody get injured. Um, but how exciting is it to see that Jamil has a real shot to be a, a starter for this team for the long haul? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable what he's doing. And um, like you said, it's unfortunate someone gets injured. But, you know, speaking on behalf of Jamil, you know, one of our former players in our program, you know, I'm extremely happy for him. Uh, it's just unbelievable when I think about it where I can remember my first year in here and, you know, it was his senior year and uh, how – much he's grown you know he was great in for university of maine now he's playing for la rams which is unbelievable and um yeah it's awesome he's uh he's a great player he's gonna have a great career and then uh going around the ncaa circuit have you gotten to 
talked to any of the guys after their games. I know Otis Harold had a, a big weekend. Um, have you gotten to talk to any of those guys and how how are the uh, the college ranks doing for the Vineland alumni? Yeah, I spoke through um, you know text message to Rob Blakely today, which was cool. He's a captain for Fairleigh Dickinson University, and his brother Isaiah is playing on a team as well. So most likely, you know, this Saturday I'm gonna take a ride to Madison and um, watch. Um, Rob play. I'm real excited about that. I always try to see each player at least once. And um, he said he's healthy now and he'll be playing. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I always love seeing these guys play. So kickoff's at 12. And um, I'm going to take the trip up and you know go see him and Isaiah. I know they play Alvernia later in the year, but mm-hmm. it works in my schedule right now to see him. If I can see an additional game, that would be great to right. see those guys play each other. You know, Otis and uh, Otis Harold and Shane Ecker at Alvernia doing a great job, both, from what I understand, getting a lot of playing time. And um real proud of them as well. You know, DeAndre um, is doing an excellent job at Montclair. Just beat up on my former school where I played, the <laughs> College of New Jersey. So not happy that the TCNJ lost, but um happy that he's doing successful right. and he got another win under his belt with his program. Um, Noah's still getting back, you know, trying to get healthy. Um, got to check on Bachman lately. I talked to his his family this week and uh, see how he's doing. And you know, Isaiah's hanging in there um, at Rutgers. So Naheem at homecoming for you guys. Yeah, Naheem was home. Um, I guess he's gonna wait and see how things shake out. What he's gonna do um, at Rutgers. You know, he's looking forward to a new new beginning with a new staff. So. Uh, you know, they're all hanging in there, working hard, and the big biggest thing they have to focus on, and I tell them all when I see them, is to get their degree, and the key word is finish. I want them to finish what they started. Yeah, playing football is great, but get that you know that degree and better your life and get a good job, and uh, you know, the harder they work now, the easier their life's going to be when they're older. So hopefully you know, they listen to a little bit of what I say. And hopefully we'll get some stability for Naeem, too, as he's gone through you know being at Maryland and transferring yeah. to Rutgers and now – you know, going to another coaching staff. So hopefully uh, this new coaching staff at Rutgers will be there for the long haul with him and Isaiah there holding down the fort. But uh, Friday night, Rancocas Valley, new uniform combo. So make sure you guys, uh, if you're in the area, go watch this game because it's going to be a very, very intense one with Vineland and Rancocas Valley. 6 p.m. start on Friday at Catone Stadium. And uh, hopefully next week we'll be talking about a big Vineland High School football win heading into uh, Washington Township before the bye week. So uh, best of luck to you guys this week, Coach, and uh, we'll be talking next week. Sounds good. Appreciate it. And as always, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at UndergroundPHI. Follow Vineland Football on Twitter at VinelandFB. And subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. You can also follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, and you can stream us on iHeartRadio. So until next week, this has been another edition of the Dan Russo Show right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Coach, I'm Kyle. We are signing off. Just a kid from the neighborhood Where our kids from a neighborhood
take me back to 96. I fall asleep with the radio on. I'll be ready come the daylight. I woke up saying it's about. 